Hey guys, welcome to Talking Strongman. As you can see, I am joined by a very special guest, the fifth ever British man and the first Scottish man to win the world's strongest man. Spicy, the one and only Tom the Albatross Stoltman. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, good, mate. I'm uh, a bit tired, but still on cloud nine. So it's uh, just trying to soak all this kind of media attention and stuff up. So You're just going on adrenaline right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how's, the, how's the body feeling? You must be battered. Yeah, I mean, my actually, you know, I actually tore my hamstring. Uh, it's a wee minor tear. Uh, I didn't know it was torn until I went to physio, and it's all black and bruised. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I did that on the deadlift, but it's a wee. That's the only thing that's uh, and sore in my body. It's more my mentally drained man. Jeez, it's just a my lack of sleep and living off caffeine for the last few days. But apart from that, I feel alright. So, um, look, you, you've done so well. We're all so proud of you. You know. I've got my spicy Stockman top on yeah, just to, to represent. We're, we're matching. Uh, honestly, man, I mean, from competing with you, I think the first time we competed together, was it the um, UK's or did we do the, the, was it Glenn's World Championships? I think yeah, it was the UK's. Yeah, it was the World Championships. UK's, yeah, UK's yeah. And, and just to see your progress, because you could tell you were a great talent, but probably, you, you know, you had a few weaknesses and probably was a, mentally was a little bit yeah, weak mentally, yeah. back then. But man, you've come on leaps and bounds and it's it's so good to see. We're all so unbelievably proud of you. What I want to do today, though, is start... So we'll focus on World's Strongest Man and the build-up to World's Strongest Man. So I, I want to sort of know how you were feeling leading up to Worlds, what kind of training was like. I mean, I spoke to Dan the other day, obviously a coach, and it was great to talk to him, really interesting. And uh, just to see some of the different things that, that maybe he's brought to, to your performance. But how, how were you feeling sort of in, in the lead-up to Worlds this year? Yeah, so obviously, well, you know, I did Bahrain as kind of a, a warm-up kind of show, you know, Um I think that was the best thing I could have ever done this year. Um, you know, I went into Bahrain not confident, uh, didn't do a very good performance. You know, I was kind of heavier than I should have been. You know, my condition wasn't the best. You know, I had a really bad stone run. Luckily, I still won, but uh, I, I nearly failed the stone. So, yeah. Um, but I think doing Bahrain, you know, and having a comp before Worlds was the best thing I'd done because, you know, after that, I sat down with Dan, sat down with Nathan and was like, right, I need to lose some weight. I need to get fit. Uh, and, you know, I need to kind of get my mental kind of aspects of things sorted. So that's what I did. As soon as Bahrain done, I did eight weeks of fitness. Um, you know, so it was a lot of kind of, I think I did two conditioning days a week and then uh, a lot of volume kind of hypertrophy stuff, you know, 12 reps plus on everything. Um, I mean, it was the worst kind of time of my life doing that. My diet as well was kind of maintenance level. So I wasn't eating... I was hardly eating anything as well. So, yeah, that was a killer. You know, I thought I was getting weaker and weaker. And you I, know, bet when, I, I bet when you say you're hardly eating anything, that's still a lot of food to, yeah, to the normal person. Yeah, yeah, it's still a lot. But, yeah, so I kind of got that. And then, obviously, I had to address the kind of mental aspect of things, you know, my grip and the less left-hand problem with the Hercules and stuff. You know, that was the big problem. Obviously, going in, in my mind, I thought there was going to be some sort of grip event at Worlds, Hercules or something like that. So I really had to kind of get that sorted and get my kind of, you know, mind better. So that's when I joined up with Amy, the psychologist person, um, joined up with her. And I, and I see, I also seen a specialist kind of chiropractor, but she also does a brain signal things going through your body and stuff and all that. You know, so I had him plus my other physio. So those were the two people that I added in for the world prep. And uh, yeah, I mean, 
they were unbelievable, you know. Um, kind of Amy got my mind switched to like stuff I've never thought about before. Uh, you know, just started kind of self believing in myself and saying that I could do stuff and not focusing on like the pain of the events and stuff. Uh, and then the same with Dan, and I was using these kind of buzzwords. Um, obviously, the autism, you know, there's a lot of distractions you can get if you know you start saying like sentences and stuff. So on events, um, you know, Dan would shout or Amy would say, if it's think of being aggressive, think of being aggressive. Um, those wee buzzwords, would I would then switch my mind to then get focused for that event. Uh, but yeah, the prep, you know, you know I was a lot of, we, we did it on YouTube and you know, it was brutal, but um, I, I loved every minute of it. You know, I was, every week I was feeling more confident in myself. Um, I knew physically I was all right. It was just the mental side of things that I needed to get right for Worlds. Um, especially this year, you know, I wanted to kind of go out there and not make a mistake. That was, I think, my kind of biggest weakness in competitions is I make silly mistakes. You know, that's what cost me the title last year. Then same in Bahrain as well. So it was trying to cut out all the mistakes in my kind of training and stuff and really kind of focus on myself. So, you know, I was doing that. And yeah, Amy and Neil, the two added uh, bonuses were amazing help. I mean, I've never ever experienced kind of the... Meant that that mental aspects of things and kind of her digging into that was, you know, unbelievable. Don't get me wrong, it was draining at first. I mean, uh, my training took a downward path because I was really trying to channel my mind to really go to that dark place, really to go to that, you know, failure mentally. And uh, for the first week or two, it was very bad. You know, I was getting, I was failing like 300 deadlifts, failing 300 jokes. I, I didn't do any couldn't hit lift stones just because of that mental fatigue but then it kind of switched when it when it's my mind did switch that's when I started believing in myself and just having that kind of big support base around me but yeah the prep for worlds this year was the best kind of I think I've felt in a while that, that's awesome I mean it, it's great to see that you you and Luke both kind of put out your training and you, you show people the bad days as well as the good days you know I, I saw Luke struggling like hell with, with the Oved medley in training and, and you know obviously we all know how good he is but I think it's important that people realize at this level we still have bad days and it's not always plain sailing yeah I mean 100% um, yeah we all show bad days I mean you'd rather have your bad days in the gym than you would in a competition and Definitely. like you know for me I, I mean when you're when you've got a nutritionist that's meant like good and a good coach you, they peak you at the right time so they'll peak me when it's world's strongest man you know so Every time before that, I'll feel like 80%, you know, I'll feel weak in the gym, I'll feel crap. And, uh, you know, that's what I was feeling throughout the prep at Worlds. Uh, there wasn't really a session that I hit that was 100%, you know. I was always kind of just tapering up to that peak. And uh, I peaked right, which was the main thing. But, yeah, in the tr in the gym, I wanted to show people that I was struggling and, you know, not lifting an Atlas stone. And they're like, oh, he's not the king of the stones anymore and <laughs> stuff like that. You, you, know, are, so. you are definitely the king of the stones, buddy. 100%. It can't yeah, be so. argued now. <laughs> <laughs> so how was it? Um, obviously, Worlds this year with the travel restrictions and stuff, it's still not great. How was it having to leave Sinead back home? Because obviously she's really important to you, part of the team, your dad as well. You know, I know how important your whole family is. Was it tough that, that you couldn't yeah. take them out with you? Yeah, I mean, it was tough. I mean, this year was tougher as well because of the time difference. Uh, the time difference was eight hours, so it was like not just because she wasn't there, but the minimal contact I had with her as well. You know, like when we were kind of waking up, it was like late here, you know, vice versa. So it's uh, but like what 
Dan and Sinead did, which was really good. I mean, Dan put his mind into time zone, into American time zone, and then Sinead did that as well. So, yeah, she was basically living American life in UK and the same <laughs> with Dan. So they were always up. So that really helped me because, you know, I had them on FaceTime before each event. Um, I always like to make like Dan always puts out pointers to what to do but before events. The same with Nathan, what to eat and stuff. So, you know, it was hard, but, you know, I kind of did just held my, myself mentally and kind of just got on with it. And, you know, you can't fix something that, you know, can't be sorted. So I just kind of went with it and they were there on the phone if I needed them. So It's good. You've got such a great team around you, to be honest. I mean, you you and Luke are such a, a good, like a brotherly bond, but you've got a whole team that work with you. And I know how close your family is. And, you know, I was staying up, I was speaking to Dan, I was talking to Sinead and Cushy and, you know, it was, it, it's horrible. I'll tell you what, all right, you won't know this yet, but it's worse sat at home for us watching than it is competing. Yeah, that's what I was getting updates every time seeing you were getting stressed, Dan was getting stressed, you know. <laughs> it's, it's like, I've, I've been to Worlds 11 times. Competing is easier than being back home and having no control over anything. Yeah, it's terrible. 100%. <laughs> the, the girls, I, I feel for them. It's so rough. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's it's so nice to see that support that you have, not just from the family, but, that, you know, the support from Scotland, from, the, you know, Britain. I saw... I saw like Tom's the champ on on the on the on the side of the road as <laughs> you're kind of coming up. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That uh, was meant with the flags all the way up to A9 and then there was like cardboard cutouts of me going into my hometown and I um, mean it was just it was just meant. I felt like I was like, you know, a footballer or some sort of big celebrity, you know. It's just it was mad that the town got so buzzing for it and kinda you know, rightly so, you know, I did something kinda massive and it kinda needs the recognition now as well. So oh, I totally agree. I think um you know, you you talk about football. A strong man is growing, and you are, you know, the king of the mountain right now, which <laughs> is just great. no, but it's great. And I think yourself and, and Luke do a great job trying to promote the sport and, and build the following. You brought yeah. loads more fans. I think people like Brian do a great job. Eddie Hall, you know, it's it's good to see the sport getting bigger and more people talking about. It. I see more people talking about it now than they did ten years ago, which is. Is awesome. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. You know, every every where I go now, they know they know what strongman is. You know, which is you know when I started like six seven years ago, they were like, "What strongman?" You know, what is it you do? So, but now you don't have to. You just turn up and go. Oh, you're the guy that did strongman. You won world. So, you know, it's a nice feeling now that the sports getting kind of on the same level as kind of like football, rugby, and stuff. So, well, it's not there yet, but we're, we're definitely growing. It's it's great to see you getting some some good recognition. So, going back to to the competition, what was the um you know, when you first found out your group, how did you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, all the groups this year were very competitive, you know, and uh, I mean, I was confident, but also, you know, you, I mean, I was the only finalist in my group. Uh, obviously, Evan would have what did it last year if it wasn't for his injury, but, um, you know, you never kind of take, for me, the group stages in the World's Strongest Man are the hardest by an absolute landslide, you know, anything can happen in them, and I mean, I had Trey, who's obviously amazing at Stones, Evan, who's consistent and then uh mark felix as well you know mark felix, he's a legend oh, anyway incredible. and then yeah and then obviously johnny hansen who i mean johnny was the only guy that i never really heard of and you know didn't really know what he could do but you know i knew that he was like a good truck puller and you know he's he's got some size in him so i just i was just going into worlds this year focusing on myself and knowing that you know if i don't win the group i've got at the stones to uh 
do. I just didn't want to do them against Trey because that would have been <laughs> an all night an all night event, I think. But yeah, I just said I you know I didn't win the group. The best outcome for me would be Trey to win the group and then I'd go against somebody like that, like somebody else. And you know, that kinda I didn't win the group, but you know, I was consistent throughout, top three in every event. Went up against, you know, Mark Felix, a legend of British strongman. Unfortunately, I had to put him out, but I didn't gas out on the stones. You know, I had a day rest afterwards, and you know, I felt good just going into the final and doing it that way. So. I was going to say, um, I, I, like, I wasn't there, so I didn't see the stone off. But did did Mark look like he was finished, or do you think mentally maybe he just knew you were a better stone lifter? Um, I think maybe a bit of both. I mean, I to be honest, I'm shocked he got up to the two ten. Uh, okay. Like the last stone, and you know, I was like, "Geez, he's picking, he's giving me a challenge." And then I think, you know, he exerted a lot of en- energy doing that, and then he couldn't really get the second one. But I think it might have been a bit of both. You know, I, I think he might have seen me that I was like kind of fit and not struggling very well. But then, on the other hand, he would, he might have only had one more rep in him. But I mean. Mark's a legend of the sport, and I was gutted. Oh, yeah, it's it's horrible when you got to put your a friend out, I guess, like that. And Mark is such a, an incredible legend. But I, I I trained with Mark probably about a month ago, and his stones were looking really good. Yeah, yeah. Know? And and he's such he's such an enigma that he doesn't seem to get tired. <laughs> no. you know, like the rest of us, we get like back pump and stuff like that. Yeah, he, yeah. he just seems to keep going. But um, because I saw him, he was training with Hixie, and they were doing the two hundred kilo stone back to back, and he looked really good. And I never for one minute thought that Mark was going to beat you. But I thought if he pushed it, he could tire you out a little. But it was, yeah, it was yeah. I guess, that you you managed to get through without expending too much energy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, especially as well as it's the heat and everything over there as well. You know, the heat was crazy, and yeah. I didn't want to be lifting stones for 10, 20 minutes in that kind of heat because then that would have exhausted me. I think, you know. So <laughs> luckily, I didn't have to do that. So. Wasn't it up at over like forty-two degrees some days? Yeah, I think it was forty-four or forty-five degrees was the most. You know, we were wow. and that's dangerous levels. That's so. and you you don't even wear sleeves on your your forearms, do you? So no, nah, nothing, just all raw, raw. So, but it, I know I know Luke sometimes struggles with sweating a lot with the tacky. You don't have that issue. Um, no, I mean I don't really know what it is with the tacky. I mean, I obviously use all time stripe stuff. I've used that for uh, um, I, since. Well, since I've not been beaten, and for me, it just sticks. You know, I use it's called the insane hot weather stuff. Um, and uh, stuck to the stones surprisingly very good, you know, in that heat as well. And I just don't go into stones kind of overthinking things, you know, like all oh, my tactics might slip off. How do I do this? And I think when you do that, that's when you start kind of playing around with it. And you know, maybe it's like when I think Luke might do that sometimes, you know, you might go in thinking, Oh, my forearms are sweaty, so my. Stone, the tacky's not going to stick very well. But with me, I just kind of go in knowing that I know I can lift a stone and do it like that. So it's... Do you have that same approach on every event, or is it just because you're that confident on stones? Uh, I didn't used to, but I said going into this world strides, man, that's how I approached every event now, you know. I think it's it's clear to see the improvements that you've made. I mean, I was extremely impressed with your your move, like your frame carry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because I mean, it... that, was, yeah, that was a shock for me because... Obviously, I know I'm doing a grip, and I'm not, you know, I'm not being very fast on my feet. But again, that's just down to kind of the dance, the way Dan's, you know, helping me train. What we're doing in the gym, you know, we're doing a lot of like 40 to 50 meter runs for lighter stuff. And you know, what's the point doing a 400 yoke for eight meters? And that's yeah. going to do nothing for your grip either. So we're really kind of getting the grip kind of, you know, taxed at 40 meters, getting our legs going and stuff as well. And the same with the yoke, my yoke's feeling good as well. And, you know, I was doing 
30, 40 metre runs at that and just 300k. None of this four or 500k stuff. So, yeah. you know. To be fair to you, your yoke's always been pretty good. I've always thought your yoke was good. But... Yeah, okay, it's been okay. <laughs> but but your frame has in the past let you down. Actually, your farm, yeah, your farm was at Worlds was good last year, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, farmers was a bit of frame. Like you said, I've never, ever really been good at frame. I think, again, I think it's that overthinking where to put my hands and, you know, this and that. But this year, I just kind of went in, gripped it like I was going to rip it off the floor and just ram with it. And I think that's the difference, and it has been in the past few years. Oh, definitely. I mean, to, to go in and win the first event, that must have set you up perfectly. Yeah, I was buzzing. I mean, because I, you know, obviously I thought like maybe Trey or Evan might have kind of beat me in that kind of, you know, the the second part of the first event. But no, nah, to go in and win that and make a kind of statement was a good, good feeling. I was buzzed after that. So. <laughs> I bet you were. I mean, go, going into day one, like who did you feel was the biggest opposition, if you like? Did you have anyone in mind or was it all about your performance? Yeah, I mean, I always had kind of, uh, I think Evan and Mark, you know, obviously Mark with his massive hands and stuff, I knew that Mark was, his loading was getting better. I was looking at him in training. I knew that he was getting a bit sharper and stuff. And then uh, he went and set that one minute and five time. I was like, geez, you know, that's that's fast for, yeah. for his age. But then, no, I'm not, now I'm just kind of thinking of myself. You know, I know that if I put in a good time, don't make mistakes, do exactly what I do in training, that, I have a good chance of winning it. And, you know, that's what I did. I won. Well, I got the fastest time out of everybody there. And it was more than now because I'm just focusing on myself. You know, I'm not really kind of focused on who's in my group, you know, what events it is. Now, I've always said that since day one that you can put anyone in my group in any event and I'll, you know, train my hardest and try and, you know, do the best I can. So if you're going to win the world's strongest man, you've got to be prepared to beat everyone. So So going into the final, uh, day one was. Uh, frame is the f- yoke yeah, the frame, the turntable, turn table and the um, okay, you, must, you must have felt that that was going to be a good day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I looked at, looked at the final events before I went out there, again, there was that frame in it, you know, and obviously that's the thing that let me down. And then the turntable as well, like I'm not really being the best at the truck pushes or you know, the, them kind of stuff because I've always kind of not, not been able to go past that, that pain barrier. and that's what Dan did in training this year was really, really, really pushed me to a limit that, like, I would go till I was dying. You know, I mean, I, I think he might have talked about how we trained the turntable with that. Uh, it was really that, interesting, yeah. It yeah, was I mean, and really clever. As soon as I kind of went into the warm-up for that, you know, it just felt it felt good. You know, I didn't have to lift up. I just went into it and I went. And, you know, the the, the first event or the final, I mean, what got me buzz was, was me versus Luke, you know, and, uh, you know, what better way to start a final than going two brothers, get the crowd getting behind you and getting pumped up and then to win it as well. That really got me pumped and, you know, kind of st- got me really kind of pumped for the whole day ahead. And then... Someone said to me that Luke was actually ahead of you. Is that true? Yeah, I like, think if Luke didn't drop it, he would have hit 16, 17 seconds. Wow. I mean, he was he was uh, all the way to just before the finish, he dropped it and Ooh. I kind of laughed. I looked over at him, gave him a smile and then went past. I was like, thank you very much for that. <laughs> Yeah, but now he was he was going fast, like yeah, sixteen, seventeen seconds. He was good for there, but and fortunately for me, his grip went away. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it makes me angry sometimes because I've seen some comments from people saying Luke 
does things to let you get ahead of him. I'm like, yeah. that's just a, just ridiculous. <laughs> Luka's an incredible strong man, yeah, and yeah. he's there to do the absolute best he can. He's sometimes, I just wonder what goes through people's heads. Yeah, I know, it's funny. I, I see a few of them comments as well. But yeah, maybe he did, maybe he did drop it. <laughs> we'll, we'll never know. <laughs> so going into the, I mean, the turntable was... I guess that's an event that's, I mean, you, you prepared well on it. Talking to Dan, it was so interesting listening to how you guys trained on it. But it's not an event that we're used to doing. It's not an event like a truck pool where we do it week in, week out type thing. Yeah, yeah. But it must have been, it's one of those events that's a little bit harder to predict in that respect. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because well, obviously I went up last and everyone was hitting like the 52 to 55 second mark. And I was like thinking to myself, you know, that, that must be the time to kind of chase the, you know, the, there's 52, 53 second getting around that position and you'll be getting good points, you know, and uh, I kind of, again, just got myself psyched up and just was thinking over, you know, just thinking about my breath, thinking about my steps and the most important thing for me was to get the good start. Um, there was a lot of people there like it was lifting up for them, like a Conan's and then they were going into it and uh, that was slowing their start down, but I, I got the best start possible and then uh, obviously did a really good transition with, to lock my arms out and then I just kept my arms in that position with my head down and just kept my feet going. And I was just getting faster and faster. Then to kind of hit 46 seconds at it, I was like, you know, geez, where did that come from? But that again, that's just with that mental, you know, aspect of things going to like the really dark places where you don't want to go. And then to really kind of just, as soon as that pain hits in the lactic acid, just to go, just to keep pushing past that, you know. And like I said, last year, I would have probably just given up if the pain kind of started coming. But yeah, I kind of just went past it, went to that place and really kind of got myself angry. And it, it was perfect for you as well because the guys that did well on the first event yeah, didn't, didn't do, do so well it. on that. So you, you kind of, yeah. was it a seven-point lead going into? Yeah, seven, seven and a half-point lead, I think it was. Yes. That must have felt pretty amazing. Yeah, I felt I was pumped up. You know, I, But again, I didn't get excited because there, there's a lot of people there that were saying, oh, you know, welcome to the new World's Strongest Man. But, you know, it's... That's the last thing you want to hear, isn't it? Yeah, it's the World's Strongest Man. You can't, you know, it's like, you got, you still got Brian Shaw, loads of good athletes. And you know, I was just trying to get that out of my head because, yeah, I was getting coming, people coming up, or, you know, you've won World's Strongest Man already. How do you feel? You're like, geez, oh, you know. It's still so, a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> but, yeah, I did feel really good. You know, I was in a commanding position and I knew that um, I just, it was mine to, it was mine to lose, really. You know, if I made the mistakes and, I think it would have been kind of, you know, Brian would have kind of predicted it. That was what I was getting really worried about was making mistakes after those two events because obviously I'm known for making mistakes. So it was yeah. kind of like, I think that's what maybe Brian that might have been like as well. You know, all, all we need is Tom to make that wee mistake and then boom, they can capitalise on it. So Yeah, and Brian's such an incredible champion. You know, he's been in these situations before where he's got to try and fight back. So mm -hmm. he knew he had some good events to come. Um I kind of thought yourself and Brian would be battling out on the the keg toss. Uh, I didn't expect Maxime to be so good at it as well. That yeah, was, Gene, Maxime was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, Maxime was unbelievable. I mean, you know, I just keg toss for me. I just did. You know, I got the over the world record. I still joint second with Maxime. So, you know, I said in that event before the interviews, top two with kind of well, I thought me and Brian. But yeah, like you said, Maxime, he came out of nowhere and geez, he was that was he was incredible the whole kind of finals, you know, and I, right. but yeah, I came top two there and then still went into the kind of first day finished at five and a half points in front, I think it was. So, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better start. If someone said you'd be 
five and a half points clear going into the second deal. So, well, Spurs man finals it would be. Out of a possible thirty points, you had you got twenty eight, which is yeah, yeah. that's an incredible start. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So I could have, you know, wished any better myself. So, so what was it like going to bed? Like, did you sleep all right that night? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I I got I think I think it was like five or six hours. That, that was actually the best night I slept. Um, I I did wake up a bit early. I woke up at like four or five. The thing with the finals is we were starting really early, so you know, and then. Waking up four or five in the morning, I didn't. I couldn't have already eaten. You know, you want to eat. You don't want to eat that early and stuff. But yeah, sleep wasn't really that much of an issue out there. You know, I was pumped on adrenaline anyway, so it wasn't going to affect me either way. So amazing, mate! It's it. It must have been exciting going into day two. But was there nerves there? Yeah, it was exciting and nervous. You know, like I said, you know, you got these guys back home and you got people messing you going, "Oh, you're you're like you're so close to winning worlds and." You know, you kind of just have to shut that off. And, you know, it's quite hard to shut it off when you, you know, you're like, I, I use my phone for Dan and Nathan when I'm out there. But when you see kind of other messages or, you know, things come up you're, and you then they, people are getting excited, you know, like I said, oh, you've won worlds, blah, blah. That's kind of in your back of your mind as well. And, you know, the nerves were kind of creeping in for me a wee bit. Like, oh, you know, if I muck this up, then I'm going to cry and hurt, hate myself forever and all that kind of stuff. But... You know, going into day two, I just kind of, you know, I tried to kind of just focus, be myself, did what I did in day one and just, fo- you know, concentrate on myself. If Brian started creeping back, then, you know, I would try and just, as long as I was trying to, ahead of him going into the stones, that was my only wish that I wanted to be was as long as I was ahead of Brian going into stones, then I was in a good position. So Definitely. So first event of day two was the log lift for Max. What was kind of in the back of your head? What were you hoping for? Yeah, I mean, I was wanting the 195. I knew I wasn't going to get anything more than that. I know in training I hit like 25, 210, but that was fresh. And uh, I'm sorry, I was just I just got a bit dizzy on the one after the 185. And, you know, I failed it. And then going through my head, I was like, Brian can't turn on for log here. And, I, you know, I know he's not done over 200 in a while. He hit the 195. And I, that's when I got scared. I was like, right. If he hits this 205, I think it's game over for me. Yeah. And luckily, he never. And, you know, we were still, I think he was two places above me. So I still, you know, had, I think it was like a three and a half point lead. But, you know, as, as long as Brian wasn't four or five places in front of me, I was still, you know, all right about it also. You two, at that point, had sort of stretched away from everyone else, hadn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This incredible battle for third place was sort of taking place. Was it. It must be very hard for you and Luke when you're both focused on your own performances, but you want the other to do well. You know, was it good to see him kind of winning the log on that event? Yeah, I mean, Luke winning the log, you know, I think that pumped him up as well. And I mean, he pressed the 215 really easy as well. I think he had, you know, a lot more in him as well. And then, you know, after that event, I think he was third place or something. Like, you know, I think he was in a really good position for podium and, yeah. I know when Luke gets pumped up, it pumps me up and it's a vice versa as well. So we were thriving off each other's energy and, you know, just fist pumping and, you know, just making some noises and getting, you know, getting hyped up, the fans hyped up and stuff as well. They were shouting spicy and all that kind of stuff. So it was, it was good. You know, it's nice to have the fans there as well. That was a massive miss for me. Because that at one point wasn't going to happen, was it? Nah, but yeah, having them and the support, you know, seeing the kind of flags and, yeah, like I said, the spicy t-shirts and all that was a good, good feeling. Brilliant. Is it? Do you do you and Luke like it? Just when it's 
uh, you know, the night before or anything like that? Do you, do you talk to each other much about the competition or do you just try and distract yourselves from it? No, we never, as soon as the competition's over, I don't talk about that day or the day after, you know, I just kind of, yeah, take myself away from the comp, you know, so uh, we might do like some recovery, but talk about totally different things in strong man. That's know? cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same. When it when it's people I'm close to, I don't want to talk about the comp. Yeah, 100%. You just, you just want Because like, like Sinead maybe try and phone me that night and she'll be like, Oh, how are you you know, how are you feeling for tomorrow? How's how was the event? You know, she's just trying to mean good, but like I'm just kinda like, you know, I don't want to talk about tomorrow. I just she, she, she's obviously really nervous and wants yeah, you to yeah, do so yeah. well. So it's I just want to get I just want to get like tonight over, have a good sleep, then I'll think about it. So distract again, your mind. You asked me just learning with the mindset thing as well. You know, I didn't ever think how powerful this kind of stuff was until I uh, took Amy on, you know. So yeah, she's obviously been, you know, done wonders for you, to be honest. It's it's evident to see. Uh, Going into the deadlift, that was the that was the event where Brian really clawed it back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, going into the deadlift, uh deadlift was feeling good for me, but then I got eight reps. I stopped. Uh that's when my hamstring, I mean, played out a wee bit. I just I I didn't push, I really could have got one more, but in my mind as well, I knew that if Brian was gonna beat me on an event, I it, I thought it would have been a log press. And I mean, he did beat me on a deadlift, but he only beat me by one rep, uh, which for me was a bit surprised as well because he was flying in the deadlift and then all of a sudden hit a wall. Like when he got to eight, I was like, oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> I should just put my fly up to surrender. But for some reason, he hit nine and then stopped. And that then, when he, you know, when it, that event finished, I had done the mass and I, I thought I was like one and a half points clear. And I was still a bit like, you know, oh crap, I lost a five, four point lead, but I was still a bit confident, you know, going into the Atlas Stones. Well, the, way I think with the Stones, it just mattered about who won it, didn't it? Yeah, who won, yeah, because count back was the Stones. So, yeah. you know, if it was a draw, it's whoever won. So that, that was confident because, you know, I, I also said, you know, in the interviews before it, you know, what better way to win it if I know it'd be me versus Brian and the Atlas Stones. And that would then prove who is the king of Stones and, you know, who can keep their cool and, what it came down to that showdown, it was unbelievable to kind of go against him and kind of pip him at the last minute as well. So it was so good. Like Liz and myself did a live while the results were coming in, which was mental. <laughs> we had like fifteen thousand people at one point just kind of watching live with us, which was absolutely mental. It shows yeah. the popularity of strongman. Yeah, but like the, when we found out that you won, we just all went nuts. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah, I was, and, I was know, like. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, mate. It's you know, okay. it's a shame because like Brian's such a great champion, and you know, it was nice to see him doing well and um, you know, back to battling for for big titles. But yeah. you know, we all we all, if you're British, you wanted you know, you yeah. two, we're, we're friends and you know, trained together, and it's you know, to see someone that you've competed with and seen them kind of rise up the ranks. It just it, it was amazing for the sport in the UK for sure, and um, you know talking to your family, how happy they were. It's, it was just a, a, a massive, massive achievement. And I, I was very impressed with the way Brian handled it. You know, he, he handled it like a, a true champion. It was, it was good to see. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I always respect Brian, you know, he's humble, he's professional. Even like being at the hotel with him and stuff, you know, you just, you can learn so much just being in his company and yeah. how kind of down to earth he is. You know, like I said, how professional he is, how he wants everybody to grow as athletes and you know what he wants to do to the sport with having his own show and stuff he just he's an incredible guy so even just to go standing next to him you know whoever wins world's strongest man it's down to the stones it was just 
I was kind of just took me back a wee bit, you know, before I went up, I was like, this is what dreams come down to, you know, like this is what everybody, every boy's dream is to go up against their heroes on, you know, their Atlas stones. And, you know, that's what, that was kind of the more, the more emotional moment for me was there. And then obviously doing the stones, turning around, seeing Brian still not lifted and then just dropping to my knees and Luke came over. That was kind of when it sunk in like, geez, I've actually won World's Strongest Man here, you know, so. So be- between us, how much did Luke cry? Yeah, Luke cried a lot. I mean, <laughs> I, I I didn't cry till like afterwards, just because you know it didn't sink in, and I was like, you know, I, geez, I'm think I'm still dreaming, but yeah, Luke was a mess mess after that for a while. So. I bet he was. I mean, it was, I mean, you know, Luke did so well this year, and he he really had a great shot of getting that third place, mm-hmm. and obviously stones didn't go his way, but to see you then go on and win, it must have, you know, it, he would have been so proud. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, like look, basically knocked Novikov out, you know, the reigning champion, and you know, proved to a lot of people that he's a good strongman. You know, a lot of people d- doubted him before the, uh, you know, the competition with what group he was in, and I mean, Luke was incredible in his group, and then he was incredible in the final. He was, you know, one of the most kind of impressive ones out there. Just obviously the stones at the end let him down, but his placing doesn't sum up his performance in my eyes. You know, I think how close it was. The guys, when they watch it, will see it. You know how kind of good he was, and how consistent he actually was. Yeah, no, it, it was, it was such an exciting competition. I got to say, I, I really enjoyed it. I've never had so much fun looking at results <laughs> kind of creeping in online. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did you enjoy? You know, obviously you enjoyed winning, but was it a good competition to be a part of? Yeah, that's why I said. I mean, you know, like <laughs> a lot of us know, world stories man, it can be quite stressful with everything. But you know, as soon as we landed there, I mean. All the organisers, you know, Colin, Eric, Darren, all of them, they were so chilled out. They were, like, in front of schedule as well. You know, we were doing events, getting moved them forward, and all. Oh, the helpers That's as well, they were, they were like, second to none. They were going over the top to kind of get stuff done for us. I mean, there was, you know, ice baths in the hotel. They were filling them up all the time, getting what we wanted, making sure we were all good. So, yeah, and, I mean, even getting to chill with, like, Colin and Darren, at the end of every night, it's something that's not heard of. You know, you're, they're usually like bouncing around. Colin's usually stressed up out to his nap, but yeah. like chill out with him for a few hours at night was a really nice feeling as well. And yes, Worlds this year was just totally chilled and, you know, how a competition should be really, you know. So. That's really good to hear. I'm glad things are kind of improving with it. It's, yeah, 100%. So. It's what you guys deserve for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, what was it like when you, you kind of spoke to Sinead and your dad? Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is, like, Sinead and I, I, they, I think they knew that I won before I even got to my phone. I, they were, Roma or something was live streaming, but, uh, yeah, I could hear Sinead. I, I, I was running over to her and she was screaming down the phone. Uh, obviously, Jordan Mulligan was there. He was on the phone to my dad. And my dad was oh, drunk. He was really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just, like, not making sense, but just going mental. And, uh, oh, my, he was just, he was so happy, you know, and, yeah, Sinead as well. I mean, that's the only kind of most disappointing bit is not having them out there with me, but I've still got to kind of, you know, taste what it was like to kind of be part of that moment. You know, at least they've seen me kind of win the last event on a, light, on a video chat. But, I mean, yeah, Sinead was... Uh, she, I've never seen her son so emotional before. and It's just, I mean, it's... You know, we both won the title, really. You know, she sacrificed a lot. My family sacrificed a lot. You I've got, sacrificed a lot. And you guys we're are all a team. Just a big, yeah, we're all just a big team. You know, at the end of the day, I can't do this myself. Luke can't do it himself. And you need that kind of, you need the best team around you. And I think this year I had the best team around me. And it just kind of said, kept my head and 
and I rewarded them with winning the title. So. And mum watching down as well. She's, yeah, she would have been I mean, that's be proud. Like three years ago, you know, there was videos going around which I didn't even realise that. You know, I said I was going to win World Stars Man in 2021 and I, I looked at, I watched that after and I was like, that's bonkers. Like, like, you know, it actually came true. So it was, it was just a weird scenario how that all worked out. So. It's so amazing, mate. We're, yeah. we're all really <laughs> proud of you. I, Thank you very I, much. I think you're you're such a likable champion as well because you just, you know, you're just a nice big lad from from up north. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think you, you you'll ever change. You're going to be one of the greatest strongmen of all time. How many times are you going to win it? <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this one first, but let's see five or six times maybe. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah. you're young enough to 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 definitely win a, a good yeah. amount of. I mean, it's, it's tough I mean, these got- days. I've got the bug now, you know, like, you know, coming second place last year, I thought, oh, that was a good kind of, you know, good uh, achievement. But then when you actually win the first one, you're kind of like, I don't want this to end. I don't want the feeling of being the best in the world to end and having this prestigious title. So I think that'll also, like, motivate me to train harder, to come back and, you know, fight for it even more, so. I think a good a good first target should be the most British, you know. I think Jeff Cape has got the most with two. Okay, so. yeah. There you go. That's that's the first target. Then yeah, get three. <laughs> so what's next for you? What's um you, you got comps coming up? Yeah. So four weeks we got Royal Albert Hall. I think you'll be back at that one as well. I'm, though, so. I'm, I'm going to be there as front yeah, row. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah. That's that's the end of July. I think. And uh, you know, I'm going to go down there and enjoy it this time. You know, I don't have any kind of pressure on myself. I want to go back. I think I'll be the first one with the fans for a while as well. So I just want to amazing. Go soak the atmosphere up, be part of history again and just kind of, you know, have a fun, put on a performance but have fun. That's just kind of yeah. my most important thing down there. And then, I mean, after that, you know, I'm, I, I want to go to the Shaw Classic and stuff, but my sister's getting married, so she's kind of stopping me and it's kind of like, uh, so you know, I need to have a wee sweet talk with her. But <laughs> and, then, and then I have some other giant live comps and then I even went to that Rogue Invitational, you know, but that's cool. right now, right now I'm just going to kind of enjoy you know, kind of have a few weeks off, spend some time with Sinead and the family and, you know, kind of get, get back the time I kind of sacrificed to them and then we'll see what happens after that. So, Well, go and enjoy it, mate. I know you're super busy, so I won't keep you any longer, but thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations, mate. I look forward to Hopefully we're going we're gonna to be up in Scotland next month, so we'll come up and see you guys. Yeah, 100%. It'll be good. We can uh, get in the cold tub again and we're gonna, fun, we yeah. we got to get Liz in there this time. She's only allowed in the Highlands if she comes in that. There we go. Tom said you're only allowed in, uh, you're only allowed up to Scotland if you get into the, the cold tub. <laughs> She's there giving me go. looks. Mate, take care. Go and enjoy your victory. Guys, the new 2021 World's Strongest Man, Mr. Tom Stoltman. Thank you very much, Loz. Cheers. While you're here, guys, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of my awesome strength content.